Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. This is the State of California. Doug Sovereign is on vacation, and today we are joined by Sonoma State political science professor Dr. David McEwen. The City of Angels, Los Angeles, has its share of challenges, as any major city does, with the mayoral election on the horizon, increased scrutiny of the city's district attorney, and the recent federal indictment of bribery charges against an L.A. City Council member, attention to the politics and perils of Los Angeles are at uh, new heights. The June primary next year is looking to be a bruising battle among political heavyweights and shifting fortunes in the city's politics. It may also offer a glimpse into some of the political fractures statewide. So, Professor, how is the L.A. mayor's race shaping up as we look at the uh, entry and positioning of candidates at this point to replace the current L.A. mayor, Eric Garcetti? Well, good afternoon, Jeff. And as we look at what is happening in in just less than eight months in Los Angeles, there's a lot of shifting that's going about that, that is instructive for California politics writ large. You have... The announcement most recently of Karen Bass into the mayor's race. You have Kevin DeLeon, the former leader of the state Senate and L.A. councilman who's entered the race. And it's shaping up to be a battle of of heavyweights. Those aren't the only candidates in the race. And L.A. is also changing, building coalitions, shifting allegiances, how you deal with very difficult issues around criminal justice reform, around health care, around global climate change. All of these issues are colliding for this mayor's race next year. It's also a really tough, tough city to run. And as we look at today and turn to our guests, we're going to take a look at just what is happening in L.A. and the implications for that for California writ large over the next, say, six to eight months. All right, uh, Professor, you stand by. We're going to bring in that guest on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline, Professor Jessica Levinson of the Loyola School of Law. Uh, Professor, thanks, as always, for joining us. Uh, How important are these early moves to enter the L.A. mayor's race at this point? I think they're really important for a couple of reasons. One, they're going to show us who's a big fundraiser, which, of course, is a proxy for how competitive you are and how viable you are as a candidate. But two, they're also clearing the field of other people. So, for instance, when somebody like Karen Bass, who's so well known in Los Angeles, who's currently a member of Congress, who is Speaker of the Assembly, who has really been a fixture in Los Angeles politics for decades. When she enters the race, it kind of frankly scares other people from entering the race. So it's both people entering to prove themselves and it's them, frankly, I think, trying to narrow the field already and say to other people, do you really want to join? What's your lane here? Yes, and thank you again for, for joining us and a big fan of, of your podcast, Passing Judgment. And I wanted to ask, what, running Los Angeles is a really thorny challenge. It's a mega city. There's a, a whole host of crises and, and problems and difficulties. Why would someone want to be the mayor of Los Angeles? 
I mean, first of all, thank you for the plug. You doubled the listenership of my podcast. Um, second, you know, why would somebody want the job? It is still one of the world's major cities, and there are so many intractable problems facing the city. I mean, the first, second, and third priority for the next mayor has to be homelessness and the unhoused. And I think it's so tantalizing to think you could make a big change, particularly on some issues where we really are facing a humanitarian crisis. And it's very difficult for reasons that you talked about that it's incredibly expensive to run. It's so diverse in terms of geography, in terms of socioeconomic makeup. It's racially diverse. You have to get these broad coalitions together. And then on top of that, you actually don't have that much power. The way we set up our government, we actually don't give the mayor much other than appointment power, the bully pulpit, and working with the city council on the budget. But the city council president arguably has some more power in some ways, just less visi- less visibility. Uh, Professor, historically, what kind of a platform has the L.A. city mayor's office proved to be for national office? Not much of one at all. So you can ask our former mayor, uh, Antonio Villaraigosa. Uh, he obviously ran for governor. He lost. Um, our mayor, James Hahn, um, is a judge now. And um, I I am hard-pressed. I could be having a brain freeze, but I'm, ha- I'm hard-pressed to think of an L.A. mayor who went on to any statewide office certainly not the governor's mansion, certainly not being president of the United States. We've talked about it with this mayor, but it's not seen as a launching pad, and it's not a great last line of your resume if you really want to go on to higher office in California, at least not historically. One thing that we also see is uh, the L.A. City Council has 15 members who serve in districts four-year terms, and, and recently the city attorney proposed doubling the size of the city council to 30 members. What would that look like for the city? And would that uh, change the role of the mayor as well? Yeah, and of course, the city attorney, we should mention, is somebody who's also running for mayor, Mike Fuhrer. And this is, I think, part of his platform, which is government reform. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think that this makes a lot of sense. If you think about when we picked to have 15 members, Los Angeles was you know, by multitudes smaller than it is now. Now you have a city council with um, 15 mayors who are overseeing districts that are larger than the size of, I think, over 40 state legislative districts, meaning if you're a state legislator in the vast majority of states throughout the country, you have smaller districts that you're overseeing. So it could change, obviously, how many people the mayor's working with, um, I don't think it would specifically change the structure of the mayor's office or the power of the mayor, but it certainly would be an effort to try and make us feel closer to our representatives who, frankly, are kind of few and far between in such a big city. Well, thank you so much again for your time, Professor. That is uh, Jessica Levinson, professor at Loyola Law School in Los Angeles. Our thanks also to Sonoma State Professor David McEwen. And a reminder, you can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m., It's also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcast. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.